We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year, and we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final. The game and the series and the results are not good as the Brewers gave them a finish, boys. Uh, but it came up just a little bit short here. They fall two zip in the final game of this uh, four-game set. And welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz is here in the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. And uh, the good news, let's start with the good news, and that's Aaron Ashby. Seven innings, five runs, a cup, I should say five hits, a couple of runs given up. Just one walk, and that's key here. Command might be an issue uh, as uh, Ashby matures a little bit, but nine strikeouts, and that was a great performance from Ashby. Well good enough to have this team win a ball game, and you're thinking, well, it's Kyle Freeland. You should be able to muster up three or four or five runs. Considering the way your offense had played in the first three games of this series, not the case. Five hits for the Brewers, and they left the bases loaded here in that ninth inning. And, man, you were this close, <laughs> this close to sweeping. You need one big hit late, and you just didn't get it. You, you were given a break there, and you just didn't get it. Uh, throughout the game, however, you scattered your four other hits until that ninth inning, and you just didn't have much going here against Freeland. And then you go down to another left-hander, and a little bit later on we'll check the, uh, check the uh, numbers on what the Brewers are against left-handed starters this year. It's not horrible. It seems a little worse than, than, uh, than it really is. But uh, they fall in this one ninth time they've been shut out this season, and that... You know, again, this is uh, one of those games where, okay, fine, your offense was rolling and you get shut down today. It's what you do after that. Now, we've been talking about the consistency of this offense in this team this year, 
It's really what you do after you get shut down because occasionally you are going to be shut down. There's no question. You will be guaranteed. Every team at, at uh, a few points is, is going to ha- it's going to happen where this type of game occurs. So that being said, the next couple of games, the next you know two games set against the Twins, and you go to Boston, let's find out if this offense is, is sort of rejuvenated a little bit. And again, want to get your reaction on this one, 414-799-1250 as the Brewers fall 2-zip uh, to the Rockies in this fourth and final game of the series. 25,194 at American Family Field, poised and ready to go for a walk-off victory. It was that close, guys. It really was. And Bard's tough. I mean, it's tough to get, get anything going, but you had McCutcheon with a fly ball. You had Renfro. Was that on the first pitch? I think it might have been. Renfro was in the first pitch, yep. Yeah, I think I would have. I, after, McCutcheon, for me, would have had full permission to go ahead and end this thing. With two on and nobody out, let's go. Just swing away, first pitch, let's just try and end it. Okay, second batter, however, let Bard feel that intensity a little bit, see if he gets scattered, and uh, I would I don't would have taken at least one pitch if I'm Renfro. But nonetheless, Rowdy, a, a great at-bat in that ninth inning, and it set the stage for Luis Urias. And this close to uh, maybe having two walk-off hits in the same series. Brewers with this uh, loss go to 53-44. and 44. They lose a half game to the Cardinals tonight. Uh, the Cardinals are idle. And they're going to head to uh, Toronto to play the Blue Jays without Goldschmidt and Arenado because of uh, Canada's vaccination mandates. And we'll see. Sometimes that works in reverse, though, guys. I don't know if you're hanging your hat on the Blue Jays sweeping that series, but sometimes, you know, it, it goes the other way. So we'll, we'll have to wait and find out. But two games over the Cardinals here as the Brewers now nine games over 500. And Ashby steps up. This is what you're going to get with Ashby. He's a four-pitch pitcher that will go to any of those four at any time. If you look at the, the numbers in, in what Ashby did, he's, he pretty much evenly split all of his pitches tonight. Nine strikeouts, as I said. Uh, we're going to get used to loving this dude. We, we will. I, I'm super high, and I think the organization is as well, uh, on Ashby. So the Brewers fall, and we get another game closer to the trade deadline. We get another series in the books, and again, I no other no other reason but just to point out uh, that we have another series that goes through. Uh, Yelich had a clutch base hit in the ninth. Well, is it clutch base hit in the ninth inning? Does that define as clutch, Sam? I'm not sure if if that. Does. I, I no. doubt it falls into that category. It'll be right? it'll be clutch for Christian Yelich if it's a you know game winning or go ahead run. That's, okay. what and, that's what I'll define as clutch for Christian Yelich. In seventh, eighth, ninth inning yeah, range. exactly. I guess you could come up with a clutch, maybe three-run double or three-run homer in the sixth. But outside of that, you know, another series goes by without uh, him having, you know, one game-changing swing. And I'm just wondering if the Brewers' offense does continue to sort of struggle in that regard. I wonder if it's... If it's up to you, would you move him back down into the middle of the lineup just to say, hey, man, we, we need more of those game-changing 
you know, swings out of you. I I wonder it's I doubt they would do it, but I mean it I think it's fair to entertain that idea. To say, hey, we've got you in the leadoff spot. You're sorta of in a holding pattern. You get your base hits. You get a few walks here and there. And outside of that, I, I think it's worth the risk, possibly, to pop them there in the four or five hole. Just think of, think about that. I mean, again, the question would be who's going to lead off that? You're going to need an on-base percentage guy to lead off. Or are you? Because it goes the other way, too, where you're only the leadoff hitter for the first at-bat of the game, really, in, in, in theory. I just wonder how many Brewers fans might entertain the idea of, hey, you know what? Let's go with a 3-4-5 range again just to see if maybe that experimentation of him in the leadoff spot worked. You go around the league, you see other players be popped into that leadoff spot for what reason? Not necessarily to be a prototypical leadoff guy, but to get him going again. So I don't know if you can classify Christian Yelich as getting go, got going here. Sam, do you think you would roll that out? Did Christian Yelich get going once he went to the leadoff spot? Well, first of all, Tim, to your point about getting guys going in the leadoff spot, the Yankees have even done that with Aaron Judge this season. Yeah, Kyle Schwarber, Aaron Judge, right. Wilson Contreras. I mean, it's been done all up and down the, the league. Right. Um, as far as moving Yelich down to 4-5, I don't know about that. Um, you definitely can't bat him third because if he's the last batter in the bottom of the first inning, teams are just going to zero in on him. He's probably going to strike out. and It's going to kill his confidence again. I don't know, Tim. If it's not the leadoff spot, I think the two spot is probably where Yelich should be. Um who is your leadoff guy after that? I'm not sure because you probably want Colton Wong up there, but do you want to go lefty-lefty? But at the end of the day, too, like, are we going to leave Willie Adamas still at the second spot? I don't know. So Well, and, and that's the thing. So, I, again, this is in consideration of potentially no moves offensively because trades, you know, sometimes they don't come to fruition. And you want a guy, you want to improve the offense, and – you know, a, a lot of uh, national guys are reporting and they're pretty confident that the Brewers are going to pick up a center fielder. Okay, what if that doesn't happen then? You're set with these guys. The, the, the production has to come from within these guys and this lineup. I mean, Brasso's uh, no slouch. Could you switch up the leadoff hitters like you, you were earlier this year between McCutcheon and Wong? Remember that? Against the lefty, McCutcheon was your leadoff. Against the righty, it was Colton Wong. Could you do that with a Christian Yelich? Against the right-hander, Christian's going to lead off. Against the left-hander, this guy eats up left-handers, and that's Mike Brasso. Or even go back to Andrew McCutcheon. I'm just saying, if they don't improve their offense from outside the organization, and the offense continues to be this moderate-type situation... Wouldn't you then tinker a little bit to try and, you know, get back going? And I'm not saying now. This is just this, this one game here does not precipitate any major changes. Fast forward 7, 10, 12, 15 games down the line. Trading deadline comes to a close. You did not pick up any offensive player from outside your organization. You're going to have to do it from within. 
And I think Christian Yelich needs to be a bigger part of this offense. I do. And it's not like he's horrendous. He's not. It's okay. But do you want that out of him? Do you want that out of a guy that is game changer kind of guy? A guy that's carry a team through a series. And if you moved him up to get him going in the one hole, using that same theory, wouldn't you then move him into a run production hole to get him going again in that category? To me, it makes sense down the line. I think that's maybe a possibility here. Or is it just set? Would you just leave him alone in in the one hole? You got your leadoff hitter, he gets on base, draws walks, takes pitches, a tough A-B at times, hits into a lot of loud outs, it appears. But nonetheless, the numbers are what they are. About a 250 hitter, pacing to hit about 12 homers. What's he going to knock in? What's his RBIs at now, Sam? Just just to do a gut check here on Yelich. 32 runs batted in for yeah, Yelich. 32. So you're probably pacing for another 10-15 RBIs the rest of the way out. I think, though, too, Tim, I don't know if this really quantifies in your in your reasoning, but, I mean, at the end of the day, like, he is probably one of, if not your best base runner, too, at the end of the day. He is, absolutely. He's a great base runner. But, again, if you have to have some might from within, might it be a gamble to get him down to where you can get him going with a run production slot in the lineup. A guy you're leaning on from Hunter Renfro to do some damage. A Rowdy Telez role, do some damage here. It's something that I think may be considered. Or at least, you know, you move around the lineup based on lefty-righty anyway. So again, go McCutcheon to lead off against left-handers. And against right-handers, you go Christian Yelich. You bump him down to two, three, four, five. Okay, I'm for that. If it's against lefties and you're leading off McCutcheon, I'm for that. So I think that's a possibility. If and only if, Sam, that this this uh, offense goes back to a holding pattern of what they were. Because right now, we can't say that they are. It's three out of four games where they are they're dynamite offensively let's let it play out but again these this is a hypothetical going 10 15 games down the line because time is is moving here i mean we're july 25th here and we all know where the brewers sit their their uh season is going to depend on this offense stepping up and it has to step up it has to step up either through acquisition or either from within and within each one of these players so so far three out of four games they're doing that. They're stepping up. So no changes right now. It's not. I'm not asking for the lineup to change tomorrow. Do whatever you're doing because three out of four games, it's working. Ten games from right now? Okay. Let's find out what you would do. I mean, if, if it goes back to being a liability, I think I would definitely consider Yelich, Got to have more production out of you, pal. We just do. That's it. I mean, you're you're not uh, you're not innocent in this because you're doing okay in the leadoff spot. You don't you don't wash your hands of this because you happen to be getting on base as a leadoff hitter. That doesn't mean you're not to blame for an offense that has struggled at times a lot of time this year. 
They need to be better. We all know that. 414-799-1250. And in this game, uh, Aspie is, is the good news. Just coming off the deal he signed, you see a, a performance like this, that's outstanding. I mean, I love it. And this is more of what you're going to get with Aaron Ashby down the line. Is he, is he going to grow up a little bit? Is he, is he going to get better a little bit? Absolutely. Of course he is. But this is a little taste of what you're going to see out of Aaron Ashby for the next five years, potentially seven years in a Brewers uniform. 799-1250. All right, let's go to Todd. Todd, you're on the fan. What's going on? Brewers get shut out tonight. Howdy, boy. Uh, you know, it, it sucks, but I'll tell you what. When you talked about Yelich, base runner, I think Yelich is the uh, the premier base runner in baseball, bar none. That's, uh, that's my thing. And, you know, I, I was watching the game, and, you know, I'm kind of an intangible type of guy. And I'm, it, it got into the, into the ninth and... Actually, part of the eighth inning, there was no music to me. You know, you have, what did you say, there was 25,000 people there tonight? There's right. 25,000 people inside of that place waiting for an instruction on what to do. I heard, dun, 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 charge once. And it's like, if they would, you know, I know uh, there's an issue, you know, like, you know, you say with the 10th man and whatever else, but that is a beast to be unleashed and and we need to uh, – I'm going to, to the Yankees game coming up here. I don't know it's a couple months away. But anyway, it's like we need to unleash the beast. That is – they have so much opportunity there to, to, to quiet the other team down, not quiet them down, but to, to shut them up and, and make – why don't we make this place a hostile place? You know, Green Bay's hostile. Uh, uh, Pfizer Forum's hostile. Milwaukee Brewers, eh, well, not so much. They're kind of getting better, though. What's that? It's getting better, though. Yeah, but tonight was pathetic. There was no. Did you listen? Oh go back yeah. Through the ninth inning and the eighth <laughs> inning, did you hear? So they're down two to nothing, and if you could hear crickets, the people were waiting for something to yell about or cheer about. Not necessarily a, a play or a ball in play, but music. Something. There was absolutely nothing. It was pathetic. That's the first thing that came across my mind. And it's like, you know, granted they lost, but they they have so much unharnessed energy there that make it tough to play here. Make hey, on a Monday night, on a Monday night in a two-zip game, seventh, eighth innings. The ninth inning was was pretty lively. I mean, that was pretty loud. I mean, I have to admit, but the seventh and eighth innings. While the Brewers were batting a Monday night, those are the fans that want to get into it, Todd. Those those right, are the but, fans but I, that I are the hardcore fans. Yes, but I guess we're on, on two different pieces, Timmy. They didn't encourage it. That's I what get, I mean. I, They're doing I get it, it, it on their own. They're doing it organically. <laughs> they need something to get them going a little bit more. If you're doing it that much organically, could you imagine if you played some, you know, just like when, uh, 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 oh gosh, when what is uh, uh, the pitcher ran uh, uh, Yelich back? What if you mm. would have played running with the devil just a little bit right there? How cool would that have been? You know, <laughs> way right? cool in my world. Yeah, yeah, man, that would have been awesome. But they don't. They need somebody. They need somebody <laughs> to, 
to, to get in there, maybe somebody younger, somebody more. Yeah, real uh, real quick, Todd, what, what, if the offense continues to be this moderate offense that is going to be mm, what they've been most of the year, would you tinker with the idea of moving Yelich back down? That's a $64,000 question. Um, I'd maybe try him at the three or four hole for a little bit, but I talk to him about it and say, hey, you're doing great in the, in the, in the, in the, in the one hole, but maybe, hey, let's give it a whirl for, uh, you know, and maybe not against uh, a mediocre team. Put him up against somebody that's, uh, that's pretty decent and see what happens with that. I'd, I'd I, put I, Willie I, Adamas I for a I few games. That. I'd put Willie in that one hole for a few games. Willie, you got to get going, dude. You, you're, you're a big part yeah. of this, too. All right, Todd, I, I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the call. I, uh, I've talked enough over the years on this show about uh, what you hear at American Family Field. I think I've expressed, I believe, everything there is to say about it. I'm with Todd. I, you know what, Tim? When I, I went to a Padres game a couple weeks ago in San Diego, and I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this, but I wish you could sit at a Padre game at Petco Field and compare it to what Todd was talking about between pitches, between innings, and stuff like that. Every full count, every opportunity that the Padres get to make that place a madhouse, they do it. And it's, what you, it's mm-hmm. exactly what you want, Tim, where it's – Every single at-bat, every time that they can put pressure on the pitcher to get the place loud, there's EDM music going on, which I'm not a big fan of and all that, but it's perfect for scenarios like that. And you're right, the Brewers are getting a little bit better at it. But they are. They can, they, it's, it's definitely it's not close to what I saw in San Diego and what I heard. My and dad, who's like the, older, he's an older baseball fan and all that, but he, was, he said he was smiling the entire game. We were talking about the atmosphere and just how crazy it was. Well, and, and that's, that's what I'm saying is to listen and go to other parks to see the comparison apples to apples. You know, we're not comparing this to a, to a football game. We're not comparing this to a hockey game, a NASCAR race, anything. We're comparing this to another Major League Baseball game. And again, let me disclaim this. When we talk about the, um, the fan prompts, the sound effects used, the, the, the music that's selected. I don't want anyone fired. I don't want anyone suspended, reprimanded in any way. I'm not calling for anyone's head. I'm not calling anybody any names anywhere at all. I'm just saying pattern yourself off the festive feel if you're worried about a fan experience. Pattern yourself off other stadiums because other stadiums do it better. They really do it, Tim. Like you said, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. Everybody's doing a great job in American Family Field. All I'm saying is that if you want fans to get crazier, there's ways to do it. And (laughs) another difference, too, is they don't have – and I have nothing against whoever – I don't know her name at American Family Field, but they don't have an in-game host between innings. Everything at a Padres game is on the scoreboard, and there's literally nobody talking. It's just showing people on the jumbotron like usual and then just music all throughout the innings. Yeah, it's – it's worth having a conversation about because it's you guys, the fans. It's us. It's me. It's Sam. We go to these games. It's, it's, it's about you know, that experience. And I know the Brewers are into the, the game experience. It's not just about the baseball game in their minds. And, you know, quite frankly, it's, it's a marketing thing. It's a, it's a festive feel. You want to make them uh, want to come back. That was fun. Even though the Brewers lost two zip, I had a great time tonight. Etc. 
That's where we're at here with, with this. And, and, and again, I, I've pointed this out for a decade or more. And it's, I think I've made some pretty harsh comments over the years, which I, you know, I, I can't take back. But it's almost like there's Cub fans in charge. And, you, I mean, you're hearing some prompt music when the other team is rallying. I don't understand that. I don't get that. You want to rally? Okay, I see on, on two strikes with two out, and you want to go into the break, into the half-inning break on a high note. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit then, but good gosh, you're trying to fire people up when there's men on second and third for the other team. You're trying to fire up your defense? I mean, I, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I just don't get it. 414-799-1250. Main thing is, Aspie, great performance tonight. And two, Yelich, would you consider, if no acquisition bat is picked up by the deadline, would you consider putting him back into a run production role? Because he's clearly not in one right now. He's not. Even his second, third, fourth at-bats of the games, it hasn't been productive. It's been helpful. I think that's about the best I can put it. It's been helpful. It's been okay. It's better than, you know, wow, hitting 202. Um, but, you know, these maybe, maybe he feels the excitement. Base, base it on this theory. If you put him in the one hole to get him going, why wouldn't that theory work if you put him back into a run production slot to, quote, get him going? But just in a run production sort of thing. Uh, Brett, you're next at 799-1250. What's going on? Hey, Tim. You know, in regards to Yelly, I, I, I agree with most of what you're saying on, on Yelly. Um, I, I was against moving him in the leadoff hole only because I think it really limits the offensive potential of, of the team. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, listen, I don't, I don't know if Christian Yelich is ever going to be close to an MVP guy again, right? But the Brewers will be a, the best offensive team they can be with Christian Yelich in the three-spot driving in runs. Now, with that being said, you know, he's getting on base in the leadoff hole, but like you said, but he, that doesn't mean he's fixed. And his ground ball rate is the highest of any player in the majors right now. That like 57%, it's back up to his Marlin days. It's, it's, it's a flaw in the swing. If you're comparing him to MVP with some slug, some thump, some drive, it's clearly a physical it's a physical approach. It is all physical. There's a flaw physically in the system based on what the metric you just talked about, and that's his ground ball rate. He's, he's, it's just wild how this is happening. It's, it's quite fascinating, honestly. Yep, exactly. And, and that's why as much as I really want him back in the three-hole because I think getting him back to what he – close to what he could do – is what the Brewers need. I, I don't think, I don't think you can do it with how he's swinging right now. I mean, he's con- like you said, he's contributing in the leadoff spot, but you can't put a guy that can't hit the ball in the air in the three hole. And I, it, it, it pains me to say it, but you just can't. And I think what they really need. And I listen. I know some people think the Brewers are cheap and think they're not going to make any moves. I, I, I will guarantee you that this team is going to get at least one offensive player. 
And I'm you know, thinking think more the guarantee is is a reliever, but okay, I get you. I mean, they, they can't keep trotting out Tyrone Taylor in center field. I mean, they they will get a, a bat, whether it's center fielder or DH, maybe a, if they feel comfortable moving Cush to center. But mm-hmm. I, the two big, I mean, disregard Juan Soto because that's probably a pipe dream, but the two big bats are Ben Attendee and Josh Bell. And Ben Attendee is kind of a, a better Christian Yelich right now. Doesn't hit for power, but he... He hits it for average, so he's not really a three-hitter. He's more of a one or two guy. Yep. And then Josh Bell, I mean, that he, yeah, he's a guy that can drive and run. You could put him in the three-hole, put him at DH, and put Kutch in center. But, no, to, to answer your question, I I would love to see Yelly get just close. I mean, not even – doesn't have for, – let's forget 18 and 19. Those are two historic seasons, and he's probably never getting back to that. If he could just get, like – halfway there and you're back in the three hole that would make this team so much better but with, what about the five the hole what, can i meet you in the middle on the five hole maybe i mean i yeah maybe maybe a switch him and wong i the, the i don't see them deviating from their lefty righty thing which i'm fine with i kind of like that so he's either going to be one three five so yeah i mean that's an option but yeah um yeah we'll see what happens Yep. All right, Brett. Thanks for the call, man. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Marshall, you're next. What's going on, Marshall? Well, uh, good uh, good uh, evening, guys. Enjoyed listening to your callers, and I know I have been absent here for quite a while. And uh, congrats on first of all three out of four. That's what I thought they'd get. Mm-hmm. Not liking the getting shut out nine times, but uh, you know we hung in there. But uh, I'll tell you the reason I haven't called. Uh, I had a relative out east uh, that uh, tragically died here uh, last week. And, Sorry um, to hear that, Marshall. Thank you. It's too tragic to really get into, but uh, I'm hanging in there the best I can, and uh, hopefully my mental disposition will get better here very soon. But it's going to be a it's going to be a work in progress for a while. But well, we're going to be here to distract distract yeah. you. Okay, we're, we're yeah. here to uh, deviate from that. Yes, exactly. This has helped me a lot, and the Brewers were doing well. In fact, when I got the call Saturday night, they were doing great, and uh, that was a tremendous win. That and and, and so were Sunday and Friday, but. Uh, Boy, you know, it's just it, it's been a gut wrenching time, but I'm just happy to be here talking to you guys tonight. And uh, I know that it'll get better. Life gets better, and my deep faith has been a big help in this as well. But uh, but as as far as all your questions are concerned, guys, uh, I think the movement of Yelich around would be a good idea. I I think you perfectly timed it. I think you know. I would wait till after the trade deadline. Let's see what they do. Mm-hmm. He's been doing okay. And uh, what they're going to do in the trade deadline, only time will tell. I just wish it would get done. You know, we all like it to get done, but my gut is they're going to wait till late in the deadline, almost like waiting for the college players to announce their intentions, like we Tario fans had to till almost the last minute with one of them. It's just part of sports today, guys, and and just – my patience is being challenged a little, but you got to have it, and it'll get done. And I've got a lot of faith that the right things are going to get done. And um, you know, it's just great to come out of the All Star break three out of four. And uh, tonight was a tough one. 
kudos to Alan Ashby. That was tremendous. I, I agree with what they're doing with him. Uh, I, I see a lot of great things. If his health doesn't get in the way, I see a lot of great things oh, yeah. ahead for him. And um, We'll see how we do against the Twins. It's a hot team and a, and a bit of a rivalry, but uh, um, I'm just looking forward to the next week, couple mm-hmm. weeks, and uh, we'll see what happens. But hey, yeah, this is going to be fun. Still fifty-three and forty-four right now, guys. We're and, and I think it's going to get better. Yep, thank you, Marshall. And I and I will say this: that if you're just tuning in or you're, you're thinking that we're freaking out over one loss, no. When you talk about a, a an offense that rolls, three out of four games is still a roll. They're still rolling. This offense, despite what happened tonight, five hits, no runs. You can still define these guys as getting on a roll right now. You can. Not going to make wholesale changes. You're going to play this thing out. But just if the plan B is what? If the roll doesn't continue, A, and B, if they don't acquire a bat from outside the organization. But right now, to define the Brewers' offense coming out of the All-Star break, despite tonight, they're rolling. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Mike in New Berlin. What's going on, Mike? Hey, Tim. Uh, first time calling. Uh, I was at the game tonight, probably uh, first time I've been since the pandemic. So um, it was an interesting atmosphere. But um, I don't think we can move Yelich down. I think uh, he's not a gap-to-gap hitter anymore. Um, he's going to work counts. He's going to hopefully give you better at-bats than he did in the second and third uh, at-bats he had today. But I think he's got to stay at the top of the lineup because nobody else is, is setting the table like him. Colton's not doing it. Willie is lost at the plate. Um, I think I think you got to keep him where he's at. I'm not really worried about the team. Um, I think we're about 100 games in now, so we're, we are where we are. Um, pitching's got to carry us, and, and we just got to get those those hits in in the right spots. And today we just, I mean, Luis put a good 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 piece on the ball, just didn't find a spot. So yeah, that's really that's right. No, no, you're right on the money, Mike. And and see, that's that's why I said that this offense is rolling right now, despite what happened tonight. You got to measure it like that in baseball. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would say rolling, but I mean they're they were they're doing better right now than they were. Going into the break, I'd say that um, I don't get to <laughs> see a whole sure. lot of games, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think they're rolling, but they're more capable right now than they were earlier. Yeah, and you're getting contributions right there with McCutcheon, Renfro, and and Telez and Wong, and that's uh, really what they expected when they assembled this team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I hope. Wong can come out of it a little bit because I think they really they really need him and they with him down and Willie not producing like they had been in the past I think that's really hurting our offense um, but overall I mean there are signs that they're coming out of it but I think they just okay. they, they're going to keep working at it I'm not, you, I'm what not did you think of the atmosphere inside the stadium um I, w- I wasn't as negative as some of the earlier callers I guess but yeah, I think there are some things that the kind of the, the game day crew can do to get the team into it. I, I wouldn't say it's any different than the last time I was at a game, but I don't think they're we're doing anything to get the crowd into it. I think in the ninth when we got 
we had two on. I was trying to stand up, and there was nobody in front of me standing and nobody behind me standing, so I felt kind of awkward doing it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think there's something that the game day crew can do to incite or uh, try and get the rest of the crowd to, to get amped up when, when those big moments are coming up. Mike, good conversation, man. Don't be a stranger. <clears throat> we'll talk. We'll talk. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh, Sam, you've been to more games than I have. Obviously, I got my hands full with with this. Mm-hmm. But has there been many changes? Let's just say in the last five years. Um, Is the experience still, generally speaking, about the same? It it does feel the same. And I was trying to – I wasn't even really thinking about it, but there was a couple moments in yesterday's game where I'm like, oh, I don't really hear this type of music. It was, once again, that like little EDM music that was going on later in the game. But to his point, I mean, yesterday, thankfully, people were getting up during the Rowdy Telez at bat in the eighth inning. Everybody was up before Andrew McCutcheon's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, go-ahead RBI double as well. But – I feel bad because, like, on top of that, it's not just like we were talking about. The the game experience can be better, but Wisconsin Brewers fans, too, like, just the way we can be cheering sometimes can also be a little bit better. Yeah, it um, – I mean, I it's, a lot of this is, uh, you know, based on feedback that we get from you guys that go to the games. A lot of the feedback is when you're at home watching the game on TV, which is, uh, again, a little bit dependent uh, on the crowd mic placement and levels. Same with the radio. I mean, I noticed uh, on the flagship uh, to, in today's ball game that the crowd was c- sort of overriding Euchre at times a little bit. I like that. I, th- I, thought, I thought certainly in the ninth inning tonight, it was, seemed crazy in there. I think the crowd's been doing a better job than the yep. in-game experience, if that makes sense. I would say the last two months. Yeah. Last, I just, something happened two months ago where it was like, wow, you guys just, it seems livelier in there. Right. All I'm saying is if you want it to be that quote-unquote madhouse, there's there's room for improvement on both sides is all I'm saying. Yeah. Go, go run a recorder at City Field. Go run the recorder at, at Petco. Run the recorder even uh, at Oracle. I mean, there's a lot of stadiums that you're like, wow, my head's going crazy here. You're scrambling up my brains here just based on the experience of a, of a baseball game tonight. I mean, I don't know. The entertainment world is, is full throttle. It should be always full throttle. And it's about that experience. Uh, Sam, do you want a break or what do you want to do? Before we get a break, let's sneak in one more call. Let's go to Brian and Valders. Brian, you're on the fan. Hey, Tim. Uh, I was at the game tonight, and uh, and I have a couple of things I want to talk about, but the first thing is, the, you know, the crowd and all that. And I think part of the issue is, you know, we, we see this year as being a little bit quieter. It's because we aren't – we don't have the offensive power, offensive – That's part of it. That's a great point. That is part of it. Yeah, we, we haven't had that, but uh, could we could, – could, could the sound system be in the – Public address announcer be better, I think, without question. And well, five years ago, Tim, I was at a game. I happened to be sitting in the field level, and a, and a gentleman sat next to me, and he was from St. Louis. A fan from St. Louis. We got talking, and I said, "What do you do for a living?" He started laughing, and he told me, he "said he was the public address announcer for the St. Louis Cardinals." And and he was talking to me for a good part of the game, and he was telling me how many times they go to different stadiums to learn things about different stadiums. And I thought that was that was just 
unbelievable. And I, I really wonder if, if, if the Brewers do that type of thing. And I'll be honest with you, Tim, I'm going to Boston this weekend. We're going to the Boston Red Sox Brewer game nice. on Friday and Saturday. And I can guarantee you when we get to Fenway that that crowd is going to be a heck of a lot louder than what we have at, at, at AmFam. And I just, I just think they need to really look at that and, and really see how it can be better and uh, no different than the team. But, uh, but that's not the only reason I called tonight, Tim. And, and I think, you know, we, you're talking about the lineup. And, and I think the other day, I think Nate called in and he had said that the approach seemed better. And, Tim, I don't know. I, I don't know that I can say our approach is any bit different. I think we still swing from our heels, you know, when, when we don't need to be. And, and I think the other day we were, you know, yeah, we hit a lot of balls with two strikes. And, and quite frankly, that was amazing to me. Because generally we don't do well with two strikes, and and I just I just think we our approach, you know, hasn't been good for a long time. And I think I mean that's all coaching, and I think that's all uh, maybe, maybe that's the way the game is, swing and miss. But I just I just think we need to change that approach. And yeah, we won three out of four, but there's a lot of ways we can improve. And hopefully the deadline we go and get a few players to, to maybe change it a little bit because we can't hit left left handers at all at all. No, it seems like uh, lefties uh, were going back into that uh, area like they were earlier. Th- thanks for the call, Brian. Always always a pleasure. By the way, Tim, you were wondering how the Brewers fare against left-handed pitching this year? Mm-hmm. 26th in the league overall with a two twenty two batting average versus lefties, a six sixty five OPS. That's 13th in the NL. Yeah, and that, that is way underachieving against left-handers. That's way below what they thought. Uh, was going to happen this year. Back to real quick before the break, what what Brian said about uh, his, his the St. Louis Cardinals announcer, and and the fact that they went to other stadiums to to grab some ideas there for in game entertainment or philosophies or whatever. It's pretty standard in, in the entertainment world that you hey a, a good idea you just steal it from a different market. <laughs> I mean it's done in radio all the time. It's done with TV news channels. It's done all over the place. You just steal from a different market. Uh, you steal the idea, but then execute it your own way. And I, I wonder, I, that would be a good question to ask some folks. Is, is, has there been any studies on going around the league or, you know, whatever, checking out what might work here in Milwaukee? Because, hey, something that works in, in L.A. or New York may not work here. Got to be open to that idea, too. Craig Council is uh, on the way. We're going to hear from uh, Counts after the Brewers. They fall tonight to zip and also just having the discussion about uh, Christian Yelich. And, well, they moved him to the one hole for a reason and uh, to get him going. We could debate if he's going or not. He's going better than he was. Well, would it make sense then to move him back down to get him going in that sort of category, a four or five hitter, a three hitter, whatever it might be. Maybe move Willie up. And again, this isn't based on tonight's game. This is based on after the deadline down the stretch here if offense uh, is, is a big problem. But we'll see. Right now, three out of four, that ain't bad at all. That's what's to be expected against the Rockies. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show here on The Fan. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. All right, welcome back. Brewers, they fall in this one, two-zip the final, and uh, they do take three out of four in the series. Now, I don't know where your, your standards are, but I would take that as a, uh, a pretty good outcome. I mean, at the All-Star break, if you just said, hey, there's four against the Rockies, uh, and, and you, take, you took three out of four, you'd take it. I think I would take it. Sam, you would take it, right? Absolutely, especially if you told me they were going to perform the way they did these – previous three games on offense hell yeah you know you're seeing a little difference uh, you know brian i think brian had, had called and said that this is still the same old same old offense well through four games i don't know about that i think there's a little different approach going on i i do and i don't blame mccutcheon for swinging away and trying to win this thing in the ninth inning after that with one out then maybe you, you shorten up a little bit more but you know this this team thrives on home runs, they they just do, and and we're all going to have to kind of deal with that. And again, as Craig Council would say, so home runs are a bad thing. No, they're a good thing, but um, you know you're, you're going to have to have more than just home runs to get this thing done uh, to the World Series. We're going to hear from David Stearns just a little comment. He was on MLB Network. Uh, just, uh, what was that earlier today? When this a- was this? This afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we'll just get a, a quick comment from Stearns coming up in just a bit, but right now, Craig council after a two zip brewers loss. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was, I thought he pitched really, really well. Um, just in the strike zone a ton. And I just think that, you know, when Aaron's in the strike zone a ton, he's, he's going to have success. Looked like he was all four pitches. Form yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he did everything well. Um, like I said, we did a good job mixing pitches, um, kind of getting him on track, getting the pace going. Um, and uh, like I said, like if he's just stays in the zone, there, there's, there's going to be good results. Can, can that be a tough day for a, a young guy? He has this huge life moment two days ago, and this is his first time to pitch since signing that extension. I, 
I think I think uh, Ash has had a bunch of good days here last last week. So I would I would say he's had a bunch of good days and um, use that uh, to to be good tonight. What was it about um, Freeland and then a couple guys in the bullpen for the Rockies that kind of did well against your offense today? Well, I mean, I think Freeland. Um, he just he just pitched really well, um, you know. And our, and when we got, you know, our our guys when we got into some good counts, um, you know, we just nothing happened. Willie had a good count. Cutch lined out in a good count. Hunter grounded out. Bross grounded out. You know, we got when we got into the three one counts or whatever, we just we just couldn't make anything happen. And that's, you know, largely because his his soft stuff was was good and kind of. Got it. Got us in between. Um, you know, regardless of the count. Sure. Had sort of all the guys up and. Yeah, we, I mean, we put a good ninth together. Um, you know, and when we had a good at bat. I mean, you, you can't ask for anything more than that. Rowdy had a nice at bat. To Yelly had a nice at bat. So gave ourselves a, a a real good chance. Made ourselves a tough beat against a, a really good pitcher. Yeah, I would agree with that, and it was just that close. You you get one gapper, and this thing, oh, the whole thing turns out a little bit different, but that is the way baseball goes sometimes. But again, big picture is that they take three of four in the series, and you can't argue with that. We'll, we'll take that. Yeah, you get shut out too, Zip. Okay, fine. Turn the page and uh, get into tomorrow's game. Ethan Small is going to be the starter tomorrow night, game one of that two-game set against the Minnesota Twins, so we're looking forward to that. In today's game, Aaron Ashby, yeah, pounding the zone, just the one walk. And now ERA, and I think uh, the goal for, for Aaron Ashby is to start chipping away at that ERA. And, and that's going to that's gonna be the growth of a young pitcher like Ashby that's going to be have some success and some some learning um you know trend if you will that he's going to be a huge part of this organization he just is i mean he's that kind of pitcher a four pitch pitcher that can throw any of them at any time and it's not like he's you know working on a on a fourth pitch or working on a third pitch in some cases for pitchers i mean look look at freddie peralta I mean, when he came into the league, it was basically fastball Freddie. And then we're like, why are you throwing the curveball? It's, it's horrible. <laughs> you know, it's, it's wild, wild as the hills. But that's not the case with Ashby here. He, now just refine what you've got, and you go from there. But a 438 ERA now. So he took a, a nice little bite out of that earned run average. However, takes the loss now 2-8 and eight on the season. You don't like that trend, but uh, nonetheless, he's going to be a, a pivotal part of this organization moving forward. Now, will they make a, a little bit of a move here? Here we are, July 25th. And how many days to the deadline? What, we're looking at seven, eight days? About that. Give me a yeah. second here. August 2nd. August 2nd is Tuesday. next Tuesday, yeah. So you're looking at eight days, less than eight days away from the deadline. And this is where it gets good. I don't know if you caught our conversation yesterday, Sam, about, and I want to get your spin on this too, being a big baseball guy, to have the trade deadline shrunk into a window of a three- or four-day window. 
where you can only make the trades within that window. You talk about a marketing uh, idea. How many people would be tuned in or at least uh, refine some focus to Major League Baseball if, if it were just in a three-day period? You get you know, 72 hours and then it's game on. I like the idea, Tim. I would just only add one tweak to it because I just put myself, after listening to it yesterday, I put myself in the shoes of a manager in a baseball team. Like, what if I'm Craig Council and David Stearns and the Pedro Severino thing happens during the season, a couple months into the season, and all of a sudden I'm down a catcher and I don't really have somebody in the minor leagues who I can rely on and I don't think is ready? I think there should I think this should be allowed, but if I if that were a thing, I would probably just freeze all trades within like, you know, two to three weeks before the deadline. Yeah, just shrink that up a little bit as well. So right. in April and May, you can still make some correction, course corrections, at, at which the Brewers did do. Yeah, there's no Daniel Vogelback to the Mets trade going on, you know, three weeks before the deadline. That right, would be, right, right. be my only thing because I, I would be like, well, if I'm a manager, I'm going to be like, well, you're putting my team in a bad situation all because you want, you know, to make the trade deadline a little more exciting. That's my only thing. But it is good overall. I think it would be. Oh, I, agree. I don't know. Yeah. But but it would be the more excitable marketing ploy for, for Major League Baseball as a whole to go ahead and, and do that. But, and and you, we have to remember also that and it's a little bit different these days with when the draft is and the ability to have, I think it was 12 days to get all your, your draftees signed. I mean, that is a, a, a heavy course of, uh, of workload for the front office. And you got the all-star break and, the, and the, the draft, and then the trade deadline is right on the heels of all this. And then, of course, you're trying to decide what's going on with your baseball team if, if you're going to be a buyer or a seller. I mean, the MLB draft is about two hours after the last game that was played before the all-star break. Exactly. It's a lot of it's a lot. I can't imagine being a GM and you know having to go through a game and hope that nobody gets injured and I have to make a move and then all of a sudden I'm dealing and putting together my big board for the draft. <laughs> That's right. And then then coming out of the All Star break, coming out of the draft, you have like 12 days to get all these guys signed. Right. While trying to prepare for the deadline. While trying, yes. While working the phones for the deadline. I mean that's. Maybe that's that's overall probably a good thing too. Is a, a lot is happening in this, you know, middle ground prior to NFL football. It, it is putting you on center stage. I mean that's for, that's for sure. I was just thinking about a way to, you know, make it a, a bigger spotlight on Major League Baseball and just to have everybody into it. Like it's it's like the last day of the trade trade deadline. Right. I mean, how many of us are just scrolling on phones? Just, well, you're just constantly staring at your phone. On top of that, too, like I feel like baseball all throughout these years has always had the most movement when it comes to the, tra- the trade deadline. But the NFL, you're seeing players being dealt more and more often in the NFL. So the trade deadline is becoming even more of a thing in the NFL. The NBA is always going to have just as big, if not you know, rival the MLB's trade deadline. So yep, I think yep. there is pressure on the league to try to make something out of it because all these other leagues in, in America are kind of catching up at the trade deadline, the popularity. Yeah. And and I guess the pitfall would be as as you pointed out, now, trying to tell a team that you can't make a trade. That's that's tough. But there are trade deadlines for a reason. Uh, there's parameters set up for a reason. And I think Major League Baseball as a whole, underneath that umbrella, flows everything. And and so what is best for everybody? What's best for the sport? Really is what it comes down to. All right, we're going to hear from David Stearns after the break. Here he was on MLB Network and. 
Pretty interesting the way he assessed his team in a manner of speaking. We'll have that for you next. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show, Brewers Fall in Game 4. But Ashby the good news and the other good news, they take 3 of 4 over the Rockies. We'll be right back here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show on 1250 AM The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. All right, welcome back. Aaron Aspie, the good news tonight. Seven innings, nine strikeouts, just a couple of runs, scattered five hits, and and that is a great performance, and we'll take that every time out. For the young Brewers, left-hander, fresh off the signing of a five-year deal, that could uh, equate to Ashby being in a Brewers uniform for the next seven years, and uh, he uh, he was he's going to have outings like this quite a bit. But there's also going to be outings where they attack him. He was in the zone tonight for sure, but if uh, some hitters start to ambush him a little bit and they do find Green, uh, it's what he does after that. So he's he's, he's getting an education here. Uh, early on, and they have loved Aaron Ashby since last year, probably, I would imagine, since the day they drafted him. But, um, I mean, they have forced and fast-tracked him, which I thought was a little strange. And and I know longtime listeners of this show, you, you go back to last year, it's like, wow, what are you doing? It's Ashby, really? But I think this is one of the reasons why. And it's one of the reasons why they get paid what they get paid and and to make those types of decisions that what is best for the team it, during that season and what is best for the team down the line. Uh, I mean, there has to be a balance in there, but it was it was pretty cool seeing Ashby step up today and give him a chance to win at the very least. I mean, if he gives you this, you're going to win most of his starts. It's just that simple. It's It's rare that you get shut out. Uh, and it's a uh, you know it's a two zip game that that is sort of on the rare side. But let's hear from uh, Aaron Aspey after his performance tonight. Coming off the All Star break, it was a big break there, and um, yeah, everything felt good and had everything working, and felt like we were pretty efficient and uh, able to get guys out. What, what made the slider so effective today? I think I finally just kind of the mindset was like throw throw it below the knees or below, and. Um, you know, two, two strikes is in the dirt most of the time. Um, there's still a little bit of two-strike contact there that um, needs to be fixed. But um, other than that, happy with it. Aaron, how about emotionally today? Was it any different? Uh, I mean, no. I wish I wish we would have um, gotten the win there. I wish I could have kept those two two runs off the board. Um, obviously, the slider up there, <clears throat> and then just get letting that guy steal. Still second, getting to scoring position, but um, yeah, everything everything felt good. But it wasn't like juice from two days ago, a pretty big deal. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess a, a little bit more comfort, comfort there. Not that you there's there's ever added pressure. Um, I kind of try and carry the same the same attitude in every start. So yeah. What was kind of went into the decision to go back out for the seventh? Did you talk your way? Into that or was it just yeah, they, they just asked if I was good and told them yes. And it was kind of like I felt like we were in a bit of a groove there with mixing everything up and um, throwing a lot of strikes and getting soft contact. So, yeah. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? 
It's time for the call of the game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network, now featuring home grill kits to go. Visit them at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Okay, welcome back. As the uh, Brewers fall to zip and you turn the page to the next series, we'll take a look at the matchups here in just a second. Call the game with 5 o'clock Steakhouse, and let's see, you get shot out on five heads. We could have a uh, Mike Brasso base hit as your call of the game, maybe a Luis Urias. Could be uh, Aaron Yelich. Ashby's ninth strikeout. Could be the ninth strikeout for Ashby. Button up his performance tonight. Um, we could go back to Friday night. Luis Urias with a walk-off. Or Andrew McCutcheon yesterday with a two-run double. In Spanish. From Kevin Holden. <laughs> How about we just do this? Our call of the game is uh, Jim in Chicago. <laughs> there you go. Jim, we've got uh, David Stearns and a couple of comments coming up. What's on your mind, man? Very cool. Well, I, I tell you, Tim, uh, for, for as disappointed as tonight was, <clears throat> I don't think we could have asked for a better, uh, you know, coming out of the gate, out of the all-star break, getting the three wins over the weekend. Um, I was I was up in town visiting the folks. Uh, we watched uh, Friday, Saturday night with great intent on the television, staying up late on Friday. And uh, we were in attendance yesterday for that kind of a marathon of a Sunday afternoon game. Wow, but I couldn't clearly, believe it. Oh, my right. goodness, that was an awesome thing to see that uh, that two-run hit to get cushion and then to pull it out. Um, I think we set ourselves up for a good second half here. And then the Ashby performance tonight was phenomenal. Granted, we didn't give him the run support that we would have liked. But you know what? I, I think that's, that's just, uh, you know, a really good-looking setup for the future with Ashby. It really is, Jim, and and it really makes you think about this rotation down the stretch. Freddie Peralta pitched, uh, what, yesterday, yeah, pitched a couple of innings. But you look at Burns, Woody, Freddie, Lauer, and Ashby. Okay, who's the odd man out? It's Adrian Hauser. He's the odd man out, given given health on all this. That seems to be really competitive down the stretch to me. I don't know about you, Jim. Uh, I would agree. And if you you, know, you just threw out those four names with a fifth name in there, well, if one of them's coming out of the bullpen in case somebody stumbled, that's uh, that's a pretty solid lineup, and, and I feel pretty good about that. And having Renfro come back, and, and he tore it up this weekend, my goodness. And Colton Wong had a little bit of a comeback, which everybody was talking about going into this weekend. So, I, you know me, Tim, I'm ever optimistic. I will mm-hmm. always be optimistic, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season here. Jim, thanks a lot, man. We'll talk again. Yeah, I, you can't really ask for anything more than three out of four. Yeah, it's disappointing tonight. But this is one of those games where you're not going to get a rant out of me tonight. There's no tirades going on with this loss tonight. It's just not the case. You've, you've taken three of four coming out of the All-Star break in a series. I don't know what else you want. Take three out of four every every day, every series. The thing that was music to my ears after yesterday's win was Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro. The fact that those first three games offensively wasn't just a coincidence. Yeah, it was against the Rockies, but Andrew McCutcheon and Hunter Renfro were talking about, we talked about earlier on the afternoon show today, how 
they said that they got together as a team before the second half began mm-hmm. and tried to change up their approach just a little bit, just try to take what the other team was giving them. So that that was music to my ears. And unfortunately, hey, at the end of the day, Kyle Freeland was on tonight. Yeah, I don't want to say that there was some sort of players-only meeting. or I, I have no information of this. But the fact that they addressed the course correction a little bit, I mean, that's pretty cool. That that really is. All right. Uh, David Stearns uh, was on uh, High Heat on MLB Network. And uh, pretty interesting. It, I mean, we all know you're always in an effort to make your team better. And David Stearns has, has even said those words. But uh, he knows they need to get better. But here's, here's a comment from Stearns earlier today. This time of year, there are, there are always conversations going on. Um, yeah, I know we're always involved in pretty much every rumor out there because we check in on every available player, um, and we look to improve our team in any way possible, and that will be the, the same way we go about this this year. Um, we feel we have a, a fairly balanced team. Uh, we're built around our starting pitching, and, and that group is beginning to get healthier. But we know we can improve, um, and we know that we have the ability um, to get better, both from some internal players coming back, um, from uh, getting hot internally, but also if, if there are ways to supplement our team externally, we're going to look to do that. And uh, it should be a fun next 10, 11 days as we work the phones. And the bulk of this improvement here in the second half, I, I do agree with him that it has to be internal. To get where they want to go here in the 22 championship season it has to be multiples internally that pick up the slack a little bit. It just does. I mean, even when we say pick up the slack, I don't mean, you know, hit 420 on the way down the stretch here in the final 60-plus games. It's at least getting into the, the, the territory of 260-70 range These guys in just, the span. They just need to get back to their career par batting averages. That's all if it they, is. That's if huge. If they only do that, yeah, yeah. If they only do that, that would be a almost a remarkable difference in this offense. If they just got back to their normal numbers, they wouldn't even have to have a great year. One thing Count said uh, about a week or two ago, he did say that no one's really having those bust-out years, which is rare. I mean, normally every team every year has somebody that's doing you know, way better than he normally does. Is there anybody in this offense that is? I don't think any of them that you having a year that you just were like, wow, he's really having a career type year. I mean, you not only don't have multiples, I don't think you have one in here. You maybe put Brasso in there off the bench. I mean, that's, I guess, a little different, different thought on that. But get, get back to at least middle of the fairway here. You don't need to go pin high and get it within five feet. And just get back to, to, to let's play it safe here, get back. That will, would be in itself an improvement, no question. But it is going to be exciting here. I think you'll probably see some trades start to pop either tomorrow or the next day. Someone's going to get an itchy finger and just say, screw it, I'm doing it. It's usually someone's going to break the dam, crack the seal, and then they're off and running. However, Monday, I think, could be a big one, Sam, because there's a ton of teams that will wait it out and wait it out and say, nope, and play hardball. And then the, on the other side will say, okay, fine. I'll add one more player. 
or I'll add this person to the player to be named later list. And that's, that's another thing that kind of bogs this thing down a little bit. They, they will go through, you know, a selection of players, put four or five players on a player to be named later list, and you've got to make a choice in months from right now. But you get to see how they're doing. I I don't know Tim because I think you know maybe move maybe a move like similar to a Daniel Vogelback going to the Mets I could see that before the deadline actually happens before the day of but I think this Juan Soto thing just really threw a wrench in everybody's trade you know plans and all that because at the end of the day a lot of those teams that are calling in on Soto to see if they can get him at but the deadline but I don't know if that many teams are it would be in on that type of deal now they're saying St Louis they're saying about but, seven of them are according to Bob Nightingale. Yes, yeah, but, but you're, you're going to have to have the capital to get that right. done. St. Louis but, does. They've they've got seven players in like the top ninety. But my point is though, a lot in of those players, of prospects, a lot of those players that they're probably thrown in for a Juan Soto package are they're potentially probably going to also move to get another guy if they can't get Juan Soto. So it's like they're probably waiting on the Nationals to be like, hey, we need to know by you know so and so date at this time yeah, whether or not we're actually going to have a chance. Right. 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 Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, it's probably one of the more exciting times of the year for Major League Baseball. And I, I suspect that you know, maybe the next 36 hours or so, next day and a half, I think you'll see a domino fall. It may not be the big one, but you'll see some dominoes start to fall a little bit. But then maybe Sunday, Monday range? Oh, look out. And what would the, be the deadline then? What, 3 Central on Tuesday of next week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. All right, we'll uh, take a look at uh, the matchup between uh, the Brewers and the Minnesota Twins in town. That should be fun. Bigger crowd for sure, I I would think, tomorrow night and uh, Wednesday afternoon as well. We'll check out the matchups. Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show here on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. Time to turn the page. And take a look at the crew's next game. Time to turn the page and get to the next series. And it's the Minnesota Twins into American Family Field. And it'll happen 7-10 first pitch after the last pitch. You make the switch right here at Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show. And a uh, another young Brewers pitcher goes on. The, you remember... Um, I think Sam, you worked that day. Was it Memorial Day when I, I both worked, Ashby and Small worked on the same day? You you worked the first game. I worked the second game of the doubleheader. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Memorial Day Monday in a doubleheader sweep over the Chicago Cubs. Now we get them back to back again. It's uh, Ashby today, but it is young Ethan Small tomorrow, isn't it? It is. But going for the Minnesota Twins against Ethan Small will be Dylan Bundy. Former top pitching prospect way back in the day before 2012. How the mighty have fallen. Dylan Bundy this year currently with a 471 ERA. Kind of a weird whip, though, for how high his ERA is. A 127 whip. And you would think the whip would be higher with a almost 5 ERA. Right. You'd think it'd be like a 1.5 with a 471 yep. ERA. But that's in 16 games for Dylan Bundy. He'll be going up against Ethan Small, who... I was kind of surprised pulling up the numbers. Um, I feel like the last time when he was in AAA, when he got called up for his debut, he was riding like a two-something ERA. And I looked at his numbers in the minors right now. Currently this year in Nashville, AAA, 334 ERA as of now. More than respectable, for sure. It is. But, yeah, but, he, was, he was way low right. earlier. So, anyways, if you guys kind of forgot what Ethan Small's debut was way back in May, 
two and a third, two and two thirds of an inning pitched, four hits, two earned runs, four walks, which ended up really biting him, and mm-hmm. four strikeouts for Ethan Small in his major league debut. Yeah, and I think that was the series. That was that four game series that, uh, or at least that area of time where every, it seemed like all offenses were just spitting on anything breaking ball. Yeah, any breaking ball thrown by a Brewers pitcher. It, it wasn't just these two two youngsters. It no. was just anybody. They were just. I don't know. If, I won't say it was tipping pitches at all. It was just, man, they're not swinging at your breaking stuff. I don't know what was going on there, but and that's you're right. That's what got Ethan Small into trouble in that game too. That was that Tyrone Taylor big swing in that yeah. night game, wasn't it? Both games, yeah. Tyrone Taylor was scorching hot at the time then, yeah. Boy, we could use that right now. A hot <laughs> Tyrone Taylor. Yeah. Well, he had that... homered yesterday. Didn't oh he? man, a pinch yeah. hit home run. That's one of the yeah. toughest things to do. Yeah, that w- that was cool. All right, so. Brewers back at it tomorrow. A quick two-game set against the Twins, then an off day on Thursday, but it starts tomorrow. It would be nice to bounce back, and that way you could say out of the break, Brewers have won four of five. It would be a good way to start the second half for the Brewers' 2022 championship season. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you again tomorrow night for Sam Schmitz. My name is Tim Allen, and uh, despite the outcome tonight, folks, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.